Greetings and welcome to another edition of the Brattlecast from the Brattle Bookshop. It's a podcast with stories about books, old, rare, and out of print, the people who buy, sell, and collect them, and so much more above and beyond. I'm Jordan Rich with, of course, Ken Gloss, the proprietor of the Brattle Bookstore. And it's uh, lovely to see you after several weeks of vacationing and summer fun and all that. Oh, it's always, you need to get away a little, although you never really get away from what you love. I mean, you, you collect them and you sell them, but maybe you get a chance to read them once You know what, what's a very interesting thing about that? It's like two totally and separate different things. In other words, when I'm at the beach, when I'm on an airplane, I find one of the most relaxing things in the world is to read. But it's not like because I'm holding a book, I feel like I'm at work. <laughs> and, and when I'm at work, then I'm carrying, selling, buying, but I'm looking at books totally differently. And I can take that same rare book that is a business transaction and at the same time, maybe a week later, read it at the beach as a fun read. So Multiple uses. It, multiple uses, but two absolutely different mm. ways of looking at it. One is, this is a lot of fun. I really – well, my wife actually gets after me is I don't read a rare edition of the at the beach. Uh, one time uh, I remember when Stephen King came out with The Shining – I was reading it on the beach, but afterwards figured out that it was a first edition. Now that one would be worth hundreds of dollars, even thousands. But I'll assure you, after reading it at the beach, it was done. And she criticized me uh, at the time. Yeah, sand, wind, <laughs> high water. tide, water, kids uh, kicking sand and water in, the, in, the, in your face and in the book. Well, in any event, uh, we've got a book that we're going to use as a, as a trigger, as a bouncing off point. Yeah. And the subject matter is decorating with books. And tell me about the book you brought in today. Well, it's a new book. It's a colleague and a friend of ours did it. It's called For the Love of Books. It's by a man named Thatcher Wine with an, another person, Elizabeth Lane. And it's his business is putting together libraries for people. In other words, they move into a big house. They're fairly well off in some cases. And they want it curated. They want to buy books. And he'll do that depending on the subject. But many of them, they want to feel. They want to, they want it to hit you right at the time. And what he does is he designs deluxe dust jackets for the books. And you might have just color patterns. Mm-hmm. In, in, but the colors might be different subjects. So these people know exactly where their subjects are. Or what he does is you might have the Statue of Liberty uh, designed out in the book covers. Or he has uh, one here that I'm pointing to Mm -hmm. of cookbooks. And (laughs) and you look at it and you see it's interesting because – well, first of all, it's it's almost a mathematical exposition because he has to figure out how a picture may – may – literally stretch across a whole long row of books. Well, an interesting thing, before he was buying and selling books, he was a computer designer. I'm not surprised. (laughs) But one of the things that I find interesting is when this book came out, and a lot of the colleagues in the rare book business and the used, and they said, what a terrible thing. What, you know, I mean, you can't see the books themselves. You don't see what the titles are. You don't see the – you're losing a lot of the book. This just is terrible. I look at it partly. They were buying books. You, you know, sure. it's a, it, and however someone buys a book, fine. But a lot of what a library is, is 
it's reflecting on your personality. Mm. It's reflecting on who you are. I mean, you walk into somebody's house and you see their books and you can tell a lot about what their interests were, what they read, uh, whether they were reading this section for fun. So if what their personality is, they want you to come in and be, bang, this is what I'm interested in. This is what the books look like. This is different. This is my personality. Now, is this gentleman sort of unique in this field? I mean, how many people are doing this kind of specialized work? In, to the degree he's doing it, he's unique. Uh, there are people who will, if you said to me, I want to have a, a, a whole library of radio history. Okay. We could put together a standard library of radio history. Other people do that. There are very few people who then will say, this is a work of art. Let's let's make it look like a microphone or, mm-hmm. or a speaker or have it go through the airwaves or maybe have a, uh, it designed into a picture of Marconi. So he is one of the few people that do this and he gets customers who really enjoy it and like it. And I look at this and it's not what I would have ever thought of. It's not what I would have done. But I look at it and I say – I never thought of that, but this is this yeah. is a lot of fun. Now the book is huge; it's a coffee table book. Yeah. So the fact that it is so huge tells us there's a lot of idea here. There's right. a lot of creativity. Here. There's a lot of idea. There's a lot of creativity, but it also is telling you that just because one person likes a book in one way doesn't mean another person won't like that book in another way, and. It's very interesting when people have libraries in their houses or they have artwork on the on the walls. It, again, is sort of their personality coming through. It's what they have. Of course. And, and people use books to show that off a lot. It's, this is getting back a little bit earlier. But one time there was a, um, a public relations person and he was – Companies after World War II called him and said, we want to increase the sale of books. And he did investigations and did studies. And he found one thing is books give an air of literary, an air of intelligence, an air of this person is something special. So he didn't go around trying to sell books. He went around to architects and to home builders and said, if you want your house to really stand out as being something special and for people who are really upper class or even striving to get better, put in bookshelves because that will allow them to do this. And uh, he sold books because if you buy a house that has bookshelves in it. You want to put books you, in it. You want to put books <laughs> in it. And and so that was one way. But he said the one of the things was they found that books – are one of the few things that really, really show off prestige, show off knowledge, show off intellect. And when people walk into a house and or you're having a stranger, maybe a business person come into your house, you want to show that off. And if you read the books, that's a plus. If you're buying for a subject to show that off, that's a plus. If you go back to the Victorian times, these beautiful, beautiful leather-bound books, you know, uh, Downton Abbey's in, in the news all the time now. I always look when I see the library and you see these walls and mm. walls of leather-bound books. Well, that leather-bound book, that was much like what is happening in this 
It's right. just a little bit different. And and I always tell people who object to something like just decorating with books, what's wrong with that? If that's how you enjoy them, if that's how you like them, if that's what gets a book into your house, I'm all for it. It, it could also apply to places of business, right? I mean, there are lawyers, obviously, that usually have a an office with a lot of books, law books, legal books. But I've been in other offices where books are part of the decorative Oh. It's it's absolutely Picture. you you uh, we get hotels all the time bars restaurants saying we need this amount of books or that amount of books we just recently had a movie that's filming and it was the person's was a, a federal marshal and they wanted to have a library in the marshal's office that looked like it might be mm. and have to do with law or what they would be interested in. Uh, we sold them a lot. There were a bunch of law books that we put in. Uh, Whitey Bulger made it. Uh, other judges and books about the law and history of law. So it sort of gave the feel when I'm sure in the background of this set, uh, you'd see books that would make sense. Now, I'm wondering, and you may know the answer to this, people who do this, the jackets that are removed so that they can put new jackets on are still worth keeping or at least oh, there is something that someone would want. I, I think so. I mean, it's it's amazing what goes into this type of decorating. They the color patterns. It, it's not oh stick this on, stick that on. Right. Uh, and in almost all cases, the original jacket is still on there. It's just underneath the uh, ah, the I decorative see. jacket. I see. Uh, but also the other thing you think about it is when you look at dust jackets, when you go in to bookstores that have these decorative bindings, when they have the dust jackets, that's decoration. And the reason <laughs> that those are on there and the reason that you have dust jackets that are decorative or before the dust jacket, the really nice decorative embossed leather or the beautiful... It's to attract attention. It's, it's to attract attention. If, if that catches your eye... It then more likely you're going to buy it. Sort and, of like album covers in the old days. Uh, the, absolutely the same thing. Nowadays, the CD covers are a little bit smaller. If you can even find if, CDs. If you <laughs> find them. And, and then, of course, then you don't even find them. But on your iPhone, an image pops up usually when you're uh, ordering. So it all goes into the same thing. And many people, when you come into their house, when you – are talking with them when you're in their place of business, yes, they want to be able to mm. give you some sense of who they are, what they are. And every once in a while, there are books there that, you know, this is just the reading section. This is uh, the business section. This is what I do. This is my interests. This is the hobbies. Mm. Uh, and I actually saw one where they were interested in model railroading and they did up a, a train. Oh, on the it, books. Uh, so, train motif. Okay. Train motif. So you knew if you wanted to find a book on trains in that library, you went over to the train. Certainly makes sense. It, I, I was thinking of the work of one particular wallpaper fella who wallpapered uh, one of my homes years ago. And, and the beauty of this was how everything synced up together. And that's why I asked you about this guy who wrote the book, and we'll repeat the title in a yeah. minute. Because it's not just, you know, a picture here, a picture there. It's one group of books in many cases that forms an image. 
And that takes a lot of planning. It takes a tremendous amount of planning, synchronizing, also getting the books to fit the subject that people want and work as the background for what you need. And it's it's a very complicated uh, type of uh, method. And in a way, people a lot of times when you're talking about wallpaper, in many of the 18th and 19th century houses, there were a lot of mural type either wallpaper or Mm. murals painted on the wall. This isn't all that much different, except you can change them much more easily. And he's actually told me that occasionally he's had people, they've set this up in one time, and then they go in and they might change their interests a little. They change the library interest. They change the, uh, the essentially the decorative interest. And there are more people than you would expect in that way. But when I was saying sometimes you get bad reaction, in our store, we have a little sign that says we provide books to decorators, to uh, advertising for uh, set decorators for movies, television, and so on. We had one woman come in that was memorable, and she just got upset as anything. How could you possibly sell books just because of the decoration? She was outraged, and she boy, she let us know it, too. And we're looking at it saying, why not? They're buying books. What do you think? You know, what do you think people in many cases are doing? They're setting up a look. And, and the books have a good home. They have, the, a, they have a useful purpose beyond having been read. And the other thing that I am sure that's going to happen with something like this coming out with the de- is probably a year or two or three, somebody will see this. And maybe there'll be a chair made out of books. Maybe, <laughs> maybe there'll be sculptures made out of books. Or maybe they'll be decorating and it will look totally and completely different. But things change. Mm. And as long as people still have a book in their hand or have any consideration or thinking about it, I think it's wonderful. Couldn't agree more. Let's repeat the name and title, if we will, please. It's titled For the Love of Books. It's by Thatcher Wine and Elizabeth Lane. And... Uh, we work with him a lot. A lot of times he'll get orders to set up libraries and then he'll call us and say, I need this and this and this. And we work with him a lot. But it's a different aspect of the business. You don't usually think of curating a library. You think of getting it one book at a time. But whatever works is wonderful. Love it. Absolutely love it. We've been talking about Books, and that's what we do. Uh, first-hand look at second-hand books and so much more. This is the Brattlecast, and we invite you to check us out on all of our various platforms and follow on Instagram and Twitter, at Brattle Bookshop. And uh, you can pay a visit to the store. It's on West Street in downtown Boston. Go to brattlebookshop.com. Ken, thank you, sir. I can't wait till the next time we get together. Uh, you know, it's, it's all anything I can talk about books, it's fun. It is always fun. We'll see you next time on the Brattlecast.